What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is the Wells Cast with Wells Adams, an iHeartRadio podcast. That's right, it is the Wells Cast. How's everyone doing out there? Guys doing good? Me? Not so much. Okay. I mean, aside from all the uh, other stuff that's happening the world bad stuff that's going on in my life well i did get to go film some bachelor stuff which you might have seen and there's paparazzi there i don't know how they got me anyways that was fun but i will say this the nasal swab test that i had to take i mean super blessed and very happy that it came back negative but dude that q-tip did some things to my cerebellum like i should have bought it dinner first my brain feels a little bit violated they go deep in there no joke it is straight to the Back of your spinal column, shoved up there twice. One of the producers hit me up and they're like, how, how did it go? And I was like, well, I would have asked for a lot more money if I knew that my nose was going to get f***ed before all this. And they said, well, did they send over some of the saline solution? That seems to help. And I said, wait a second, there's lube for this test? Well, to be said, I mean, it sucks getting tested. If you have been tested, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you're blessed. And then the other day, I dropped a three-pound weight. You might be asking yourself, Wells, what are you doing with three-pound weights? Don't worry about it. But I dropped a three-pound weight directly onto my big toe. So, going to lose that nail, which is great. <laughs> Deformed. I called my dad as a doctor, and I was like, um, what do I do? I sent him a picture, and he was like, I don't know if it's broken. It might, it might not be. But here's the deal. There's really nothing you can do. You can tape it to the other toe, but that's about it. It's 2020. And as far as we've come medically, the best thing we got is... Tape it to other toe? Seems lazy. And then I was reading my DMs. I was like Instagramming about it, being like, look at my toe. I look like John Turturro's foot from Mr. Deeds. And everyone's like, shove a needle in there and let it drain. <laughs> what? So I did that. And um, that's super gross. So anyways, wow, this has been a really, really gross intro to the show. I'm sorry. But today's episode is so good. Today, we don't have one guest. Today, we don't have two guests. Today, we got three guests. Guest number one, actress, singer, dancer, host, author, best known 
for starring in TV series like, I don't know, Fame, Walker, Texas Ranger? <laughs> what? Pretty Little Liars? Okay. And I got to be honest with you, and I'm going to totally nerd out on this. She was in the movie North Shore, which maybe a lot of you guys haven't seen, but uh, oh, one of the best movies of like the late 80s, early 90s, whenever it came out. Oh, we also got someone else who was on a little show called Pretty Little Liars. Also on shows like Southland, 24, CSI Miami, A Good Doctor, NCIS, American Horror Story. We could go on for a while. Oh, and then we also have someone else who's on Pretty Little Liars, but also on Charmed. What? Picket Fences? Stop it. I love that show. Born on the 4th of July, Chain of Desire, Simple Men. I could go for a while. But what is the one common denominator of all these ladies who are going to be on the show today? Is the show Pretty Little Liars which is a fantastic show that I got to be honest with you, I never watched. But our good friend Lucy Hale was a star of it. So to be honest with you, my fiance should probably be doing this interview. Today on the Wells cast, we have Nia Peoples, who was a mom on Pretty Little Liars. We have Leslie Farah, who was a mom on Pretty Little Liars. And we have Holly Marie Combs, who was a mom on Pretty Little Liars. They've got a new podcast out called Pretty Little Wine Moms Podcast. Basically, I, from what I understand, they're just getting drunk and talking about the show. And you know what? I'm all about it. So coming up in just a couple of minutes, we are going to have Nia, Leslie, and Holly right here on the Wells Cast. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Because there's nothing like a weekend pause with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Okay, welcome back to the Wells cast. I've never done this before where we've had three guests on the show before, but I am very, very excited 
to have on the Wells cast today. We've got Nia Peoples, we've got Leslie Farah, and we've got Holly Marie Combs. How are you guys? Oh, we're Man. good. Really excited to be your first threesome. Yeah, <laughs> That's too early for that. No, it's not. It's never too early I'm for sorry. that. I'm sorry. So I'm really, really excited to talk to you guys. You have a new podcast out called Pretty Little Wine Moms. And the common denominator with you guys is that you were, were all on the show Pretty Little Liars, correct? No, it's no, wine. I thought you, I thought you were going to say wine. No, I <laughs> We were all stuck in a basement right. together. That's what happened. We were all on the show separately. And the thing is, the only time we were together was a particular episode where the uh, term wine moms was coined. Basically. Drinking heavily. Yeah. And the yeah. hashtag went viral. Everybody yeah. loved the wine moms. We loved the wine moms. So I have to be honest with you. Please I, do. I didn't watch Pretty Little Liars. Lie. Okay. No. I'm yes. shocked. Oh my gosh. I know, but my fear. Are you sure you're not our demographic? <laughs> <laughs> no, but my listenership is, so this is perfect for you guys. Yes. yes <laughs> but my fiance is good friends with Lucy, so she was, uh, she, honestly, she should be doing this interview. Oh, well, that's awesome. Aww. We just had Lucy yesterday. Oh, really? Yes, yeah. yesterday. Yeah. But I will say this. Can I just nerd out real quick before we kind of get into like the nuts and bolts of your guys' show? Oh, please. And all this stuff? Only please real do. quick. Okay. Only real quick. So, Nia, I just need to say two words to you right Fame. now. No and I know what those two words are because oh. you were in Salulita. Can I guess? Yeah, guess. North Shore. Yes! <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> I was telling, I was telling, I knew it. I was telling my producer before this started, I was like, have you seen North Shore? And he's like, no. And I was like, oh my God. And he was like, what is it? And I was like, well, it's a coming of age story about an Arizona wave pool surfer who decides to go to Hawaii to surf the big waves. And he finds himself a mentor who teaches him about surfing, but also about life. And then he falls in love with Nia, who is on the show today. And he was like, Kiani. whoa, yeah. dude. Oh my God, that's amazing. Man, when I first learned about Howley's and and uh, Barney's. Okay. Oh Barney's. my God. Yeah. Barney's. Okay. Did we ever discuss that I auditioned for that? And clearly, yeah, yeah. yeah you did. Wrong you, for yeah. it? Like, you for the same role, right? Wrong and too yes. young. Yeah. Okay. So, they threw me against the wall for everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like spaghetti. Because you, you look I'm, so very Hawaiian. I can't believe yeah. that you didn't get I that know. part. I know, right? Oh. It, it must have been the, the pasty white skin. Yeah. From being inside a New York City apartments. Yeah. So Holly, real quick, Charmed, of course, great. Like, love Charmed, was all about it. As a, a pubescent kid coming into his own, Charmed was a very big part of my life. Fantastic. But I got to say, that's not yeah. what I'm excited about, because Picket Fences was my f***ing jam back in the day. Oh, oh Wasn't that God. a fabulous show? That was Thank my, you. I love that show. I too. appreciate that wholeheartedly. <laughs> it was my favorite so far. So far. So far. So far. <laughs> <laughs> and and Leslie, I played rugby in college and I broke my leg like terribly bad. It was couldn't walk for three or four months. And so I was just stuck on the couch and I did all of 24 w during that entire time. Oh my God. Are you doing it again? No. <laughs> I should actually. I still oh, don't know. Fun. I don't know when Jack takes 
Jeez. Like still waiting for that answer, you know? Right, true, I know. True That's story. a mystery. That is a mystery. Is. All that to be said, I'm a huge fan of you guys, albeit like in other projects. I know that <laughs> Pretty Little Liars was just massive, massive show. So this podcast makes total sense. So just explain what the hell is going on. We don't know. Cool. I mean, right? do we know? Or with the podcast? With the show? show? With Pretty Little Liars? What do we do? Well, it's a rewatch podcast, so it's streaming on HBO Max now, um, and we're sort of uh, watching episode per episode, um, hopefully with the fans. I mean, sometimes they just watch it before (laughs) us and then yell about it later with us. Yeah. but the idea is to the idea is to hopefully that people will like stream it and listen or just listen first and stream or do both at the same time. There's um, a lot of options. Yeah. But the fun the fun part of it for me is just that we really didn't get to work together on the show. No. I mean, once we got drunk once, and then maybe got stuck in the in the basement. Yeah, yeah that's about it. Yeah. And um, with all this corona stuff people were locked down and leslie and her husband were already doing a podcast so she reached out to us and said hey what if we did a rewatch thing with us and it has been one of the most delightful parts of pretty little liars for me because these are amazing women and we get to go back and kind of make fun of some of the stuff and remember some of the poignant stuff and and get to know each other and it's been really delightful and i think that's what the fans love too that it's kind of it's really inside and behind the scenes but inside our lives as well Oh, yeah, it started from insane. it started from a podcast that I was doing with my husband, and then we had the Y Moms on, and it was so well received that it was like, okay, well, why don't we do a rewatch podcast? <laughs> yeah, and what else are we doing? You know, so um, and it's just been so much fun, and we can authentically be ourselves on the show, and and uh, it's been a blast. You did like a questionnaire where you said what your go-to drinks were. You know, one was a Cosmo <laughs> and one was like gin, 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 uh, and uh, <laughs> which I love because I play a bartender on TV. And so uh, I was like, I can make all these drinks for these ladies, but I don't understand because <laughs> there's wine in the title. Oh, we're uh, all drinking wine from we time moved to through time, it. But <laughs> Leslie's got, uh, well, That's Leslie's usually got- That's the second course. A couple. There's a cocktail course. It's the appetizer yeah. course, and then there's a second course, which is the wine course. Not really interesting. Yeah, we have multiple wines. beverages. Multiple, multiple beverages. Yeah. Sometimes I, sometimes we have green juice. I have green juice. <laughs> I have coffee, and then I have like champagne. So we it's go multiple all beverages. The beverages. <laughs> of the Pretty Little Liars daughters, which were you guys like closest to? Our own. Oh, that's- that's who we worked with the most would have yeah. been yeah. The, yeah. the gals who played. So for me, it's Shane Mitchell. And for me, it's Troy and Belisario, who's phenomenal. Lucy Hale was super gracious to meet with us yesterday. And yeah, we had so much fun interviewing her. Really great. So nice She's, to see her. Oh, yeah. her Adorable. face. Just see her little face. That's what's so great about the podcast is everybody is so gracious and so willing to be nostalgic and still wants to remember and experience it, you know, which is super rare, especially coming from a young cast of all women. We could have gone yeah. one way or the other. Right. And it's so fun to, to hear about how they've grown up and how they have children now or, what, yeah. you know, where they're or, or not or what, whatever it is they're doing in their lives, because it's been 10 years since the launch of the show. Yeah. So when you start a show at 19 and you leave at 29, like and now it's 20 or 29, that's a that's a big that's change a big in your life yeah so it's real fun to catch up with them yeah and it's like we're bringing the convention almost to the fans because the fans are so appreciative right now 
you know, there's really not a lot going on in their lives. <laughs> you know, it's it's hard. Everybody's struggling, but this this show has brought so much joy to people. We're really so pleased. Obviously, in the moment, you identified the most with the you know your daughter on the show. But as you watch it back, do you see yourself in other characters? Yeah. Oh yeah. Who would you say that you're most alike now watching it back? Oh, for me, it's yes. a combination. Spencer. So I never want to call the police, never, <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah, she has an aversion to calling the police. Um, I just want to think it through. I don't want to call the police. <laughs> I think I'm a little Ella and a little Spencer, I think, in, in life, in just real life. I was going to say Aria and Spencer in real life for me. Yeah, I'm definitely not Ella. I, she's far <laughs> too forgiving for my style. <laughs> to the note which is why i can't call the police sorry <laughs> we have a lot of actors on the show and we always ask is there a cast group text chain at the moment for sure and definitely then there was i wasn't on it well you are now but i played pam i am <laughs> <laughs> i was i was living at the beach raising my kid yeah you're still living at the beach it's a totally that's different true. beach that's true is it more fun to watch a show back now or when it was happening in like real time? Oh, no, it's definitely more fun now. Yeah, I'm having more fun now. Totally. Yeah. We're not under any contra contractual obligations to not talk <laughs> shit or to not say who A is, which yeah. was super difficult for a decade. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were now. really everything. They were so careful about everything. So, yeah, it's it's just nice to be able to. And, and experience it in a totally different way now, 10 years later. I mean, it's crazy. It's I almost didn't watch it. <laughs> you didn't watch a lot of I it. You didn't watch most of it oh, until it's now. Terrible. So it's like a whole new ballgame for me. to me. And I'm so impressed by the show. I'm like, wait, what? What happened? I know. <laughs> I did not know that. Even my husband who edits, on, he edits the show, he's like, I just want to know what the, what's going to happen next. I want to know what happens next. And he's totally into it now. See, I can call Ned and we can talk about it. <laughs> I know. He's like, yeah, an honorary girl now. Is the show in the can? Like, have you recorded the entire series? Almost. Yeah. I mean, for, I mean, the oh, you mean the, the entire season. series? I mean, the entire season, the first season, because there's seven seasons. So <laughs> we have a lot in advance in the can that um, we're just wrapping up the season. Like we have about five more to go. I had Brian Bumgarner on a couple weeks ago, and he's obviously doing kind of a similar thing with The Office. And mm -hmm. I asked him a question, and I was wondering if you guys would have kind of like the same response. You mean, because like Shay Mitchell was this past week, and Lizzie Shaw's coming up. Was is there an interview that you didn't expect to be amazing that was that people can look forward to? I was I super know. excited about Brian Holdman for sure. For sure. Yeah, Brian I'm Holdman's interview was just uh, he's he's one of the writers from Pretty Little Liars. And he was that interview was so substantive and like just fascinating just about being being a writer. And um, and so that was really that was really a wonderful interview. And in the past interviews, Norman was Norman, who was a director on the show. He's that's a great interview, too. Um, but they're all, all the just... actors. The actors were really fun and funny yeah. and with some poignant stuff in there as well. But but the interesting thing about these guys is that it was just so complex. They shared with us the complexity of keeping the show alive in storyline. And it was <laughs> to me, I'm, I'm astounded by it. 
So that was, that was, it revealed a lot to me and, mm-hmm. um, and took me even deeper inside than I already was. Yeah. I'm just super disappointed to hear now about all the girls that were terrified to say hello to me. <laughs> I know. Like I was going to blow them up. Like I had magical powers still. <laughs> and I was super bummed. Yeah. And Tammy, like, I'm so happy to find out now that you're not a bitch. And I was like, fuck. No, it wasn't that. They were just fan. Like Lindsay Shaw mentioned that she just was such a huge fan of Holly that it was, she was just verklempt when she got around they it. Like she scared. Couldn't. Well, no, she just was they like not. fanning out. Oh, five but- foot two of me is super scary. <laughs> I'm super pumped about this podcast. I guess I need to watch Pretty Little Liars. If I'm not mistaken, it's now being aired like on a new streaming service, right? Right. HBO you can find Max. it at HBO Max. So this works perfectly yep. in tandem. So you can go to HBO Max, you can watch the seasons, and then turn on <laughs> your cell phone and experience all the behind the scenes shit with you guys while drinking yeah, alcohol. Exactly. And you Indeed. can also come over to the to the website, which is Pretty Little Wine To the Moms. dark side. Da, 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 dark side yeah um, dot com and there's a bunch of extra stuff over there we do these sidecar conversations because sometimes i mean yeah the show is only 40 some odd minutes long and it takes us hours to record the podcast because we're True. just cracking up and going off on these tangents and so those become these sidecar conversations over on the website that are hilarious. That are a lot of fun yeah what day <laughs> does the podcast come out Wednesdays for the Patreon site VIPs. It's Mondays. Yeah, for uh-huh. our premium subscription site at Patreon, the Rosewood Clubhouse, that comes out Monday. Everyone out there, go download, subscribe, do all that stuff. You can get it anywhere: Spotify, uh, the yeah, podcast, Apple Podcast, yeah. Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere that podcasts are available. Okay, so I'm going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to kind of get into the nuts and bolts of this show. I don't know if anyone told you, but it's kind of an origin story show, but we're going to have to do like the abridged version because there's a lot of us in this group chat right now. <laughs> uh, are you guys down with that? Just like a quick overview of how the hell you got here? Yeah. All right, quick break. When we come back, we're in for some fun. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Because there's nothing like a weekend pause with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. 
The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. <laughs> you need a All drink to be I'm had. almost done with my fast how long have you been fasting Nia you've Jesus been fasting you know what I've been on it well it's really been a cleanse so it's been seven today's day eight Jesus Good Christ for woman, you though. man you look be- I mean you look glowing and I mean because <laughs> there's nothing inside me <laughs> <laughs> none of that liquor I do this so I can drink you understand? are you drinking water or are you drinking it's like required. salt water what this is drinking? water and lemon Okay. Our line. Yeah. Yeah. How long until it's over? (laughs) Well, it's feeling like not tomorrow because tomorrow I'm I'm swimming with whale sharks. Ah! (laughs) Um, But Sunday I'm going to start making a a mung bean soup. Well, Mm. wow. Yeah. I'm going to try. I've never made it before, but I'm, you know, and I don't even know what that is, but it sounds impressive. I feel like mung beans were the thing that Creed was growing in his desk in the office and that made the. Whole office smell bad. I think so. I think it was some <laughs> sprouting mung beans. Welcome back to the Wells Cast. Very excited to have the hosts of Pretty Little Wine Moms podcast on the show today. We're talking to uh, Nia Peoples, Leslie Farah, and Holly Marie Combs, all of which who were on uh, the show Pretty Little Liars, and now they're breaking down kind of all the behind the scenes craziness that was happening on the show while we rewatching it. And of course, you guys out there can rewatch the show with everyone else uh, on HBO Max. So this show is origin stories. I'm just kind of fascinated with how successful people, whether you're an actor or a musician or a lawyer or a doctor or anyone, you can be successful in anything, how they get to that point. Because a lot of people out there are looking for blueprints to become successful. And so I like to find out like where people came from and how they got to this point. Obviously, there's a bunch of us in the room, so I guess we're going to do this kind of quick, but I would love to know how the hell you guys got here. Let's start with Leslie. Tell us your origin story. I grew up in the Inland Empire, Corona, California. So Inland Empire represented here. My parents always watched films and TV. I mean, we just sat around and not all, we just watched a lot of TV and films. And I knew from an early age, I wanted to be an actor, but of course they didn't know. I was asking for an agent at like seven, but they didn't know how to do that. I mean, they didn't know how to find an agent for me. They didn't know what world I was from. Um, and then I just, uh, you know, just got involved in theater in high school and college I studied and went to grad school and studied and did a lot of theater. And then I was lucky enough to get an agent in college, in graduate school, and got my SAG card while I was living in Florida. And then I came out to LA in 96 
thankfully have been working ever since, but it certainly was a lot of luck. I mean, my agents in Florida set up a meeting for me with Mark Hirschfeld, who was a big casting director at the time here in LA when I first moved out, that just started my career. And that was within two weeks of being in LA. And that just rarely happens. So I was really lucky, got an agent out of that. And just sort of one thing came after another. And then of course, you know, with anything, I try to find a balance with theater, which is my first love, and then doing television and film. You got your first agent in Florida. Were you in college in Florida? Yeah, I was in graduate school at the time. I was in my third year of graduate school. These agents from Tampa, Brevard Talent Group, came and um, a little shout out. And uh, they came and they watched us do some scenes, wanted to sign me. I did an episode of The Cape, which was shooting out there at the time. And I did an Aquafresh commercial. And um, oh, I was I just so thrilled because I was like, I was in grads. And at the same time, I was balancing studies and stuff. So I remember getting this film with Ellen Burstyn. I wasn't allowed out of school to do it. <sighs> which was sort of crazy pants to me that, you know, here we're studying to be an actor, yeah. but I wasn't allowed. So that's she just written excuses like Holly did. She wrote her own. I know I should have, I should have, <laughs> I should have just made you up some medical excuse. You needed my agent's notepad. Notepad, that's all you need. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, yeah, Works. I just started working out in Florida. I stayed on for another year as part of the theater company. They asked me, they invited me to stay there's a repertory theater connected to the to Florida State, the Oslo Theater. So I was there for another year doing theater and then roamed around and did some more theater, some regional. And then I came to LA. I saw so many of my classmates go to New York and they were just struggling to stay alive. And I thought, okay, well, all my oldest and dearest friends and family are in LA. So if I'm going to suffer, I'm going to suffer in the sunshine with some support, <laughs> like a support system. Like I said, I was just really blessed to have opportunities that just sort of fell into place. And then I remember within a month, I had a job on Third Rock from the Sun. I had my first job and then I got an agent out of that. But it takes so much work. I mean, it's not, this is abbreviated. It, it really does take a lot of effort and a lot of amazing people to help build a career. I remember I was doing just casting director workshops, trying to be seen after I did Through Rock from the Sun and trying to get an agent because the first agent was sort of a snake oil salesman. And then Mark Malice, who owned the business that had the workshops with casting directors, he set up a meeting for me, just, just heard that he just really liked my work and he, not wanting any, I mean, I, cause I was skeptical. I thought, okay, what do you want? But he was just, he was so kind hearted and he set up a meeting for me with some agents and they've been my agents ever since, SDB Partners. And they've been my agents for 20 something years. And then just work started happening. I was teaching. When I first got out here, I was substitute teaching. What were you teaching? Oddly enough, math. <laughs> oh, I'm God. really, I love math. I know I wanted to teach acting or something creative, but I was teaching math, but they put me on seventh and eighth grade a lot. Those were my troubled years. And I totally connected with those kids and no one wanted to teach junior high and no one. And so I ended up teaching a lot of junior high math, a lot of algebra, 
So you're a teacher and then you're moonlighting as uh, an actor as well during this time. <laughs> yeah, and I was also a dialect coach. I Definitely you have to diversify when you're an actor sometimes. Yeah. When you're just like starting to build up work, you just have to do whatever you can do. What didn't um, you do? Were you a center fielder for the Dodgers? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> That's Nia. I d definitely had to diversify yeah. uh, for a while until the work got to be more frequent to the point where teachers on reserve who I worked for, they were like, okay, either you're available to teach or, <laughs> or not. Yeah. And I sort of had to make a decision. I'm like, I'm ready to just go full force into trying to get work. And I leapt and then it, the work was there. Do you remember career defining moment, the moment that you were like, all right, this is going to work? Wow. I mean, I really do think it was a combination of being on set with John Lithgow, who was just a delight and going, I know this is where I want to be. I know that this is what I want to be doing for the rest of my life. I think when I felt like, okay, I think I can do this or that I can make a career out of this. I think it was, well, I mean, I think working on 24 and working with people like Cherry Jones and Bob Gunton, who are just incredible actors, I felt like, okay, this is this is really special. That's awesome. We'll let you uh, stop telling your background story because we know that you have to go put your resume in for like 17 other jobs real quick uh, later today. No, on LinkedIn. I'll be, I'll be busy. LinkedIn. Nia, let's hear your origin story. Oh, Lordy. My origin story. Okay, I'm the oldest one in the room here, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a really abbreviated version. Okay, ready? Nia born, super, 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 super shy, cries at everything she sees, can't handle anything, plays by herself in the closet, singing all by herself. Parents worried to death that Nia will never be able to survive in the world, pushes me into singing. I relent. I become a complete overachiever, bury myself in athletics, in you name it, anything. I buried myself things. in it. It's how coming queen. <laughs> I did Home not. coming queen. That. that was a mistake. I Cheerleader. Told you. Cheerleader. It's a mistake that you won? <laughs> yes. Yes. It's a complete okay. mistake. It's because all the okay. other girls were friends and I was the last man standing. So <laughs> so then joined um, a musical dance group called the Young Americans, cut to Las Vegas with Liberace. We'll talk about that later. Left oh, wow. there, auditioned Another for fame <laughs> no. um, with 9,000 other people. That was my defining moment there, fame. Yeah music, dancing, all of that. From there, I went to the first film, record label, more series after that. And, oh, did I mention four husbands along the way? And children. Nah. <laughs> I'm sweating. I know. There's so much to unpack there. Can we... I did it fast, though. You did, and I love that. <laughs> I just need you. What do you want to know? I need to know the Liberace story, and then. Okay. <laughs> Then I'll leave. We you all alone. do. We all need that. <laughs> There's so many. Okay. So when I left high school, I actually I had a scholarship to UCLA. It was an alumni scholarship, which is like an all around student kind of scholarship. But I had gone straight into this group that was kind of like glee, where it was dancing and singing and all of that sort of thing. And we had um, been hired by Liberace to come sing Life's a Christmas Tree Hola, <laughs> basically in Las Vegas. And so I left my scholarship and quit to go sing Life's a Christmas Tree, hola, in Las Vegas. And it was in that moment, in the elevator, two hours on the phone, they had this phone in the elevator that would let me call my parents. And I told them, I'm not 
I, I can't follow the scholarship. I, 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 I want to be performing. And it became, it was a funny thing for me because I really never liked being seen. I don't, I don't like to be in front of people. I'm comfortable with it now, but I'm not the person that needs to be seen at all. But it was a good place for me to hide. Mm-hmm. And that really, you know, it, it gave me, being an overachiever in anything, whether it was singing and dancing or sports or, or um, acting, gave me, or even, you know, any of the academics, it gave me permission to be alone and to study and to try hard and not have to deal with people. And so that, I think the focus of, um, of wanting to be in it so badly so I didn't have to be everywhere else made me hone my craft in anything I touched. And the, just the pure Newtonian physics of that kind of energy will, and focus will move you forward. I'm very different now because I don't care. But <laughs> what did your parents say whilst on the phone call in the elevator when you told them you're not going back to college? Well, at first they were panicked, of course, because neither one of my parents could afford to go to college. And they're of the generation that believe that that was the answer to everything. You get a college degree and your life is set. And we couldn't afford college. So the fact that I was giving back a scholarship, they were just, no, 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 no. Listen, listen, it's only... X number of years, you can get your teaching credential, you need something to fall back on. And I couldn't. I just couldn't. And so by the end of the two hours, they fully supported me. They went, okay, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. Because for them, they, you know, they, a bit huge credit for my parents. I mean, my parents, my dad was a white guy from the South, my mom was mixed race, her parents from the Philippines, and they were married at a time when it was illegal to hold hands in most states. And so to raise a mixed race family at that time was unspeakable. And they, they succeeded by focusing on what they wanted to bring forth. And that kind of bled into how they taught us. And so once they realized that I was really committed to it, they just said, okay, then jump in. So I'm grateful for that for sure. What do you love the most, acting or singing or podcasting or fasting? I don't, of all the things. <laughs> don't all love, the things. no, I do love fasting, but I also love drinking heavily. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't Just wait. Sometimes I'm it's water. Um, what do I love the most? I love the freedom to express the way I choose to express. That, for, I can't pick one thing over the, the other. Because I'm so, I, just, I think that what people have to bring forth is powerful. And when you jump on that moment, that is, that, that is being perfectly present with what is, and that's harnessing the power of you now. And so this is, you know, for me, that's my favorite thing. Sometimes it comes out as music. Sometimes it comes out as writing. You know, I've, I've written a children's book, and I'm writing my second book called Confessions of a Serial Monogamist. <laughs> Wonder why. <laughs> Um, And I'm here in Tulum looking at property and swimming and yeah, so I think that really listening to the call of of one's soul has so much power because the universe lines up behind it. So for me, that's my favorite thing is expressing from the state of deep driving desire, which cannot be separated from who I am most truthfully. Wow. That was beautiful. You know, you ponder on that a little bit. You ponder on that. You ponder on that. I'm not quite sure what I said, but it's like everybody going, totally. Yeah. What? 
That is that was good. That story is a story that's told a lot on this show, and by no means am I telling our listeners to like drop out of school, but it is no. one of those <laughs> things where when you know what you want to do, you focus on it and you gamble on yourself. That's something that breeds success a lot, which I think is a really cool thing and it's such a hard conversation to have with people who they can't see your potential in themselves and they try to bring you down. And that's something that you right. just can't allow if you know that you're right. you're built for yeah. bigger and better and greater things. So I think that's really cool. And that's so f***ing brave because a lot of people have like their parents paying for it and they're like, okay, if you're going to quit school, then yeah, that's on you. But yours was free. That's a really brave move. So it's just about what you said. It's, it's really, really true. And you, the power that exists in knowing who you are and moving from that place and what you desire can't be matched by money, scholarship, or someone else's desires for you. Because my parents wanted what was best for me. They wanted me to stay in school because they thought it was best. They, didn't, mm. they weren't trying to pull me down. It's what they thought. It's, they wanted the best for me. So it isn't always about tearing you down. It's them wanting the best. Yeah. They just, no one can define that for you but you. Yeah. Okay, Holly, let's hear your story. Jesus, it's a long one, but not that long. <laughs> you know, my mom was really young. My parents were really young when they had me. Um, she actually moved to New York City when I was eight to become an actress. Uh, she didn't know why. She just she tried to do a lot of different things in her young life. And we couldn't afford a babysitter. So I was often dragged along with her to these auditions, which in New York, you know, we call them cattle calls because it's like a hundred people in a building and it's just whittled down to five, to three, to two, to one. And it's this painstaking process. And she was a very sensitive little being. Oftentimes, you know, the rejection was, was too much for her to handle. And me being this strange, pragmatic child would say things to her, this is according to her, okay? I was eight, nine, 10 years old. This is from her perspective. Clearly, I don't remember. Thankfully, I don't. And I would say things to her like, you know, well, you could have done this better. Or maybe you shouldn't have worn those shoes. Or maybe you could have done your hair. Did you brush your hair today? Did you? You know, and stuff like that. And so, you know, because she was only 15 years older than me, we sort of bickered a lot, you know, as sisters. We kind of still do, oddly enough. She said at one point, she was completely fed up with me, go figure. And she says, well, if you think it's so easy, why don't you try it? And I said, okay. And that's the end of the story. <laughs> and I did. And I'm still doing it, kind of still doing it. So that's just another bone of contention, which, you know, just explains a whole lot about me and my life. But no, you know, I did. I worked pretty consistently as a kid and sporadically as a teenager because I was more interested in being a rebellious teenager. And being rebellious for me was not being successful. So, you know, my parents were musicians as well. And so being rebellious meant I would refuse to learn an instrument. I would refuse to do music. I would get tattoos and come home at 16 with my first tattoo and my parents would look at me and say they wanted one too that was matching. And so it was really hard for me to be bad. So not playing the piano was bad. <laughs> Got to a point where, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I was simply doing it because we were a poor family that needed money. You know, she was a waitress at night and he was a bartender. You know, I was often left alone at night. And I, strangely enough, HBO Max, you're going to love me because I'm your adopted latchkey kid. I was left home alone at night with HBO. Like I had nothing to babysit me but movies. And some of them were R-rated. 
just, you know, so my parents didn't know how to do the parental controls, whatever. It was a learning experience, HBO. <laughs> was my babysitter for a while until I learned I could sneak out of the building and nobody would know I was gone. That's just a whole nother story. But yeah, I got to the point where in my junior year of high school, I did figure out what I wanted to do with my life. It had nothing to do with acting. I wanted to be a marine biologist and uh, I turned my grades around that year, got teacher recommendations, advisor recommendations, got into a summer program that was worth three college credits. And it was such a huge turnaround in my grades after figuring out what I wanted to do. Um, you know, I got my scuba diving license when I was 13, like a weirdo. And um, it was really something I was dedicated to, so much so that all of my teachers accused me of cheating because my grades were so different and they made me take tests in front of them <laughs> as if my brain did not have the capacity to pass their tests. Um, so I did that. And then of course, so I go through this whole year of work and like, I've found myself yada, yada, yada. That summer I get a movie and basically, sadly, it came down to making $5,000 or still spending $5,000 on school, even though I had scholarships, but were not full scholarships because as I said, the tattoo, bad, rebellious past, you only get a partial scholarship for those people. I asked everybody I knew, and of course, all my idiot friends said, do the movie. And so I did. And I'm not bitter about it at all, because it worked out in the end. I'm on the Sea Shepherd Advisory Board now. It's fine. <laughs> That's it's totally fine. Is. <laughs> yeah, it's totally fine. But I did. After that, and I sort of made that distinction and that decision, I just kind of worked movie after movie after show after show so i guess it was the right call for my idiot friends your imdb credits are are long and amazing do you have a favorite project that you've worked on picket fences is definitely my favorite really because that was yeah that was my training ground that i did start when i was eight i think i did the pilot when i was 18 and we started the show when i was 19. um so that was my training ground for sure, that I was terribly green still, even though I had been in the business for eight years at that point, I was terribly green. I had met every great director in New York City. I had fucked up a lot of fantastic auditions and I still felt very new. And so I had Tom Skerritt and Kathy Baker and Lauren Holly and Don Cheadle and Fivish Finkel and Ray Walston and just like the cast of all casts you know, and I had just, I had to move to LA to do the show. So I was still living in New York and I knew no one in LA. So, you know, I was, think I was number five on the call sheet and that meant a lot of downtime for me. So I spent a lot of that downtime inside those buildings at Fox in LA, just watching people, which they probably thought I was kind of a weird kid, but I don't give a f They sort of adopted me as they're like, well, you know, she's new here. You know, Lauren Holly took me home with her quite often. It was a good experience. I couldn't, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. I hate that it was only four years long. I hate it. We all hated it when it was canceled. Hated it, especially David Kelly. That's why he just married everybody off or killed everybody off in the last episode. I loved that show. Growing up, it was like such a big part of, of my life. So this has been surreal. I want to be respectful respectful of your guys's time before I let you go can we do a rapid fire questions uh, with you guys yeah. well, I'm totally ready can't you, you tell do it rapidly <laughs> all right uh rapid fire questions here we go favorite pizza topping mushrooms basil basil ew <laughs> Nina. Jeez. 
You know what? The vegan sausage is truly delightful and strange, but yes. Oh no, arugula. I lied. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, no, basil. No. First kiss. Uh, Oh, uh, YMCA camp. Yes. Um, (laughs) Lover's Rock. I mean, yeah, that was it. Oh, uh, sixth grade, horrible, tongue down the throat. Who are Ew. you? I don't even know your name. Terrible, terrible at a new school in Texas. Oh, wow, Nia. Yeah, mine was at school. He, his name will remain unnamed. But you remember it. Oh, God, yes. Well, Nia doesn't even remember. That poor guy is listening to this being like, oh, man. <laughs> but I doesn't remember yeah. my name either, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure he does. Yeah. Sure. He does. Game. Yeah. No, in Texas, they played spin the ball. Yeah. I was new. Oh. And they, and, but they don't, but they go, okay, you, you don't just kiss them. Like, do you want to stand up, sit down, or lay down? I was like, what? Oh, boy. Wow. Oh, boy. There's parameters. Oh, by the way, I was 12. I was 12. Wow. Texas is so structured. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the first concert you went to? Whitney Houston. Heart. Horribly. It was Kiss because my mom was in a punk band and she wanted to scar me for life. <laughs> How apropos she from did. the last question. Who would you call to get you out of jail? Holly. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie. I would call Nia because she breaks all the rules. <laughs> this woman can break into an ocean. <laughs> That's true. It is a true story. If superpowers were real, what would be your superpower? Reading minds. Waves of love. Oh, sh- I felt that. Yeah. I felt that. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I did, too. I did. I felt the wave. I would like to be able to fire anybody who's not suitable for their job position. And I'm not naming names, but he's got orange hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, it's the first thing that came to mind. Like, if you don't do your job properly, why is no one firing you? I'll be the head firer. Yeah, you're fired. You're fired. Oh, I mean, I had so many more, but I feel like I got to end it on that one. That was good. Great. Nia, Leslie, Holly, thank you guys so much for being on the Wells cast. Everyone out there, make sure you go download, subscribe, listen to Pretty Little Wine Moms podcast. You can download it wherever the hell the podcasts are, which is just basically everywhere. And then also, I guess, like, watch in tandem Pretty Little Liars on HBO Max. Thank you guys again so much. This, is, this has been such a cool day for me to get to talk and meet with you guys. So uh, I appreciate Thank it a you. lot. Thank you. I'm glad nobody Thanks told you so to much. never meet your heroes. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right, bye, guys. Be safe Thank out you. there, okay? Bye. Bye. Thank Bye-o. you. Subscribe to Wells Cast on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts. It's the internet. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side-by-side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.